Hey, I'm Brian. This is Pastor Reacts. Today we're going to be looking at a song called Mercy, which is by Elevation Worship. It was recommended by Isaac the Goat on my Graves in the Gardens reaction. And so uh, go check that out. I'm trying to remember to post the link below, but um, Elevation Worship Live um, recorded this on the Old Church Basement album. And um, Anyway, let's check it out. What we're looking for, again, this is Pastor Reacts. So we're looking at um, how does this relate to Scripture. Since it is a worship song, we're kind of being a little extra on it because we want to look at, is this really singable for a congregation? Is it possible for everybody to sing along to it? Does it make sense for a congregation to sing it um, together? Is it worshipful? Does it draw their attention to God? Or is it something that's going to put the attention on us? Um, and not that that's always a bad thing, but that is something to look out for. And then along with all of those questions, the last thing we want to be, uh, looking at is when it references scripture or, you know, where do these lyrics come from? Um, does it refer to scripture? Does it, do they come from scripture? Are they touching on scriptural ideas and new words and things? Cause that's not necessarily wrong. The Bible says to sing unto the Lord, a new song. So we can do that. We can absolutely write something that doesn't directly come straight from Scripture. There's nothing in Scripture saying that we can't ever sing a song of praise to God that's not directly from His Word. But it should reflect biblical concepts. It should reflect biblical means of praising Him. And so we want to look at those things. So without all of that, or now that we've said all of that, um, this is Pastor Reacts to Mercy live from praise party 2021 by elevation worship and i'll be honest i've not heard this song before so let's get to it maybe school piano going okay it's pretty hmm. oh. it's the kind of thing that kind of makes you emotional before they even get to it at all you know here in a second but i mean just that that first bit uh there's a lot of emotion in there it, it's got a very testimony kind of vibe right and that's kind of the seems like the point of the song is to um be um you know providing a way to go through your testimony more or less so let's see 
the lyrics of that first part, because I, I think we just went through that, this first paragraph here. It says, I'm living proof of what the, so that's what he said. Um, it sounded like it, but I wasn't sure. But so I'm living proof. You know, he said, I don't know the melody yet. Uh, that's going to take me a minute. But anyway, so I'm living proof of what the mercy of God can do. If you knew me then, you'd believe me now. He turned my whole life upside down. He took the old and he made it new. That's just what the mercy of God can do. And, um, I like that it's emphasizing mercy. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much um, that, like the reality of God's mercy, that like not, you know, uh, mercy is um, God graciously not giving us what we deserve. Um, and it's often paired with or presented alongside grace, which is unmerited favor. So when we get what we do not deserve in a good way, that's grace. When we do not get the things we actually do deserve, the penalty for our sin, that's mercy. So, um, and in this, uh, the idea of testimony, like this is kind of um, this first stanza here. And um, I mean, it's very me focused, but it's about what God has done. And it's not, um, it's, I'm living proof of what the mercy of God can do, not like I turned myself around. It, it's pointing it back to Him. So, um, that's a good, it's a good thing. Um, I could get behind so far. I could get behind somebody singing this in church and I would like to, um, you know, I would appreciate having my church sing this kind of thing. Like, Hey, let's, let's stand together and declare, um, that we've been transformed by the mercy of God. I'm into that. That's cool. So, um, yeah, let's see where else this song goes so far. I'm digging it. And there's a lot of scripture that um, connects to God's mercy and, and can speak to this as well. So, yeah. So looking at the, the mercy of God and thinking about like this testimony kind of idea, you, you have these testimonies all, all over uh, the New Testament. I love this one in John 9 uh, where this blind man, he's blind from birth. The disciples asked, you know, like who sinned, him or his parents, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus is like, no one sinned. He's blind so that I can heal him and show you. And so he hits, he heals him. And he does a weird thing. He spits on the ground, makes mud, <laughs> puts it on the guy's face, tells him to go like across town and wash his eyes out. Like this is a crazy um, story. But so he heals the guy. And, um, and, and then everybody's like, is that really the dude? And he's like, yeah, it's me. And nobody wants to hear it. So then... It says, um, uh, you know, they, they, the Pharisees call him. And uh, so they said, uh, verse 13 of John 9, they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Uh, now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, he put mud, mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. And some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath, which is like the dumbest thing ever. But anyway, that's a different thing. But the others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs, do such miracles, right? And there was division among them. So they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him since he opened your eyes? And the man says, he's a prophet. So the Jews didn't believe that he had been blind and received his sight until they called in his parents and they received his sight. Then they asked him, is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? The parents are like, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. How he sees now, we have no idea because he was born blind. He's always been blind. We don't know how he can see now, but this is definitely our son. 
And so, and they're like, ask him himself. He's old enough to respond to you. And they're, you know, one, they're afraid, but also like they're being stupid. So then for the second time, verse 24, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, we give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He said, I don't know if he's a sinner. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. This is the same thing from like amazing grace, right? I was blind and now I see. Um, and what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he's like, I told you already and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, you know, and they get upset. And, um, and they said, we don't know where he comes from. Um, and um, he said, wow, that's an amazing thing. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And then they get upset at him. Oh, so now you're you're born in sin and you you would teach us like they're not born in sin? Like the most hypocritical thing, but the the idea of like the mercy of God being leveled upon this man, leading to this sharing of testimony, this like, man, if you saw who I was, you wouldn't believe it now. Or like you would believe my testimony. And a lot of people are like looking to put faith. And he's like, Do you guys want do you guys want to follow him? Is that why you're questioning so much? Is that why you want to know so much about him? You want to follow him? They're like, no, we want to shut him down and prove that he's wrong. And so, but you see, this guy gets it. The testimony of what Jesus did in his life automatically leads to him glorifying God and sharing that and being like, look, I don't even understand the theological pieces, but I know this. And that's where like, man, understanding and sharing our testimony, being willing to share our testimony is so important and so powerful. So again, brings me back to this song. So far, I'm liking this because I like this idea of um, helping people share a testimony and, and giving them that tool. So let's let's dig in and, and keep going and see see what's here. And he made it. Let me just talk about that piano player, though. Come on now. Ooh. Man, that is that is such a singable anthem that has like some really good old school singability vibes. Like it feels like an old church song um, in all the best ways. Um, let's see why it landed on the old church basement album. But man, those lyrics too. Come on now. It says, now I'm alive to tell the story, how I've overcome. And and like I said, like, you know, we want to look at those eyes. So let's get through this and then we'll, we'll talk back through it. It's his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. <laughs> Come on, chills. I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done, but his goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. Like that, right? That, that's, that, that is solid gospel, man. That's legit. 
Now I'm alive to tell the story. This is like that, the blind guy I was just reading about, like I'm alive to tell the story of how I've overcome. And, and, um, uh, and I, I love, and the, the goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. And that's in revelation in chapter 12, when it's talking about the great dragon being thrown down, the ancient serpent who's called the devil and Satan, all this, um, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they loved not their lives even unto death. And so, uh, man, that, that idea of like, whoops, uh, that idea of now I'm alive to tell the story, how I've overcome. It's by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's that, that's the, you know, we, we stand in the power of Jesus and we declare what he has done both in scripture and in our lives. And so it's his goodness and mercy. That's what we tell of when we tell our testimony. It, it only says that. And I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done. He's saying like, this isn't about me. This isn't my thing. And how I have overcome is by trusting in the blood of the lamb. It's not by anything I did. It's uh, like it says in Ephesians 2. Um, it says here in verse 8 through 10, uh, says, for grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so these good things, this goodness and mercy, um, and even before that, it says uh, in verse four there, uh, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us, seated us with him. And then um, uh, in Philippians 1, 21, Paul says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And, and as he's explaining that, he's saying, because he's writing from prison and as he's saying this, he says, essentially, I think they're going to kill me. I think they're going to execute me for this because they, they won't hear of this testimony that I share. But I think that I will be saved. I think I will be spared because I still have work to do and I have work to do for you. And so I, I think if I, if I remain, it's to continue the work I'm doing. It's to continue sharing my testimony and, and preaching the gospel and, and serving the kingdom. And so, um, you know, that's the thing, like, man, if I'm not dead, I'm here to tell my story and to tell the story of what God has done in my life and how it lines up with the Bible. And so we can see all throughout history from the beginning of time to right now and beyond. Uh, we can see the power of what he's done and it's by the power of his blood and his goodness and mercy. Like, come on, man, let's, let's have church right now. That's, that's good stuff. I'm going to be adding this into my worship. Probably. I think this is a good song. I like it. All right. Let's hear that. Um, the end of that again, cause that, oh, geez. And it's so pretty. It's just such a simple and easy song. Everyone's just singing and just like, oh, and like teach the people to sing and and to know like on the idea of like should we sing this congregationally teach the people to know that it's nothing i did it's the his goodness and mercy and the blood the power of his blood to wash my sins clean 
and to give me new life and freedom. And so I'm not free because of what I do. Yes, yes. Let's go. Say that again, man. That's good. All right. Now we're adding in a little guitar. Amen. I can relate to that. big on that bringing that bass mm. man piano and then just a little bit of guitar on top of that and then all the voices and then bringing that bass and some drums and swell it up and i'm a bass player so i really appreciate that um that build there hard to stay out on that i'd be like noodling all over and they'd be like shut up just mute the bass anyway let's look at those lyrics because that was that was good man Thought I deserved to be six feet beneath the earth for all the things I've done, the things I've said, the choices made that I regret. Oh, I would still be lost, but for the mercy of God. Mm, come on now. Um, and that's, you know, that reflects like the prodigal son and, and his expectation of judgment in returning. Um, he says, I deserve, I don't even deserve to eat what the pigs are eating here. And maybe I'll go back. Maybe my father will have mercy on me. Um, after he squandered everything and he basically said, dad, I wish you were dead. And he comes back and this is Luke 15. And then he, he runs back to, um, to his father after everything that he's done. Um, and everybody knows, everybody knows that he's wasted everything and that he's lived unrighteously. Like, it's not just that he blew the money. It's that he blew it with unclean living and, and everything he's done has led to filth and destruction. None of it has been good. It's been an entire bad, negative thing that he's engaged in. And he says, um, and he goes in with the expectation, like dad, just Take me and make me like the lowest servant. I'll just take that because at least I'll have a place to sleep and a place to eat and something to eat. And um, and his father runs to him and just receives him. Just the act of repentance in coming back and and recognizing that, you know, confession and just like the realization. And he doesn't even really get a chance to, to do this. And he's like, no, my son was dead and now he's alive. He's back. He was lost and now he's found. And so again, with that and that um, that thing, the things I've said, the, the the things I've done, the things I've said, and and that's accurate. The wages of sin is death. It's Romans six twenty three. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is everlasting life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah, we we acknowledge our sin, we confess our sin, and we find healing in the arms of the Father. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good biblical biblical song let's let's hear that swell up into that again because that man the testimony is good
Brandon Lake all walking over. I think that's him. The brains. sing that chorus again that I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood and then we're going to get to this bridge here that's what they're singing right now it was the cross meant for me that my savior carried now I've been made free by the mercy of God was the grave meant for me where my sin lay buried Um, now I stand redeemed by the mercy of God Oh, man. Yeah, this uh, has some of those like, um, you know, this is actually more biblical than that. Like, um, like I love the song, but I also like it's a little weird when you really break down the lyrics. The um, glorious day when it's like, and I ran out of that grave. It's like, I'm not Lazarus. And he didn't run out of the grave. So uh, he like hopped. (laughs) But um but this is like the thing, like it was the cross meant for me. That's biblical. I say that a lot. Like Jesus hung on a cross in our place. That's part of the incarnation and the atonement. Um, and, and we are redeemed in the way that God laid out in his law, um, that we would be redeemed and, and purchased back from death. Um, and that it's my savior that carried that cross. And now I've been made free by the mercy of God. It was the grave meant for me where my sin lay buried. And so Jesus puts our sin to death. Yeah. I mean, it's all biblical. It's all solid. It's good stuff, man. Um, anything else aside, people always want to attack the church and everything else. And, and the one thing I'll say on that, um, if you're not a fan of elevation, I would challenge you to, um, consider, every song that you do approve of and and explore like uh, i want to i want to hear that like every worship song that you're willing to worship to every hymn that you think is holy every psalm that you think is righteous i want you to go back and look at those people especially like forget the hymn writers and the people that you think are righteous or like your favorite pastor who just is really good at hiding his sin or whatever however they're doing that because no one's good except for god 
Jesus even says that. So it's not like any of these people are actually righteous. Paul says he's the worst of sinners. So you're going to stop reading Paul. You're going to stop reading Romans. You're going to stop reading and preaching Galatians and Ephesians and Corinthians and Thessalonians and all. You're going to leave all that alone just because Paul wasn't great. And all that, like, where do you draw the line? How are you not going to do this? And I'm not saying like, yeah, let's just embrace bad theology. But when a song comes to us, and we look at it and go, hey, you know, like, um, you know, the theology of the church isn't pouring in here. And yeah, like, I don't, I don't love it no matter who it is. When somebody gets all hung up on like, oh my gosh, I love this band. So I'm like, they're the best. And they like follow them and get like mega fan. Like, don't do that to Christian people. They don't need that. Like, go support them if you want. Like, you want to go see that live? Great, go do it. But don't treat it like it's some holy, like, arrival of Jesus or something. Um, don't get weird about it. Just, you know, enjoy it if you go or whatever. Um, so, anyway, all that, yeah, asterisk. But so far, this, this is great. Let's talk, um, let's talk singability and stuff as we, as we hear the rest of this. This is a good song, but there's a couple minutes, a minute and a half left. people don't like that kind of stuff they feel oh it's just about hype and everything else and like dude the first of all like we're emotional beings so like worshiping emotionally is not a bad thing it, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong and especially like something like this like dude like i get choked up talking about my testimony and and talking about it like this like come on let's go like that was the grave meant for me like yeah i'm gonna jump up and down i'm gonna i'm gonna get fired up like let's sing this you know like let's do it don't be just like oh i can it only counts if it's just so soft and gentle like forget that man read the psalms it, that kind of like putting those weird limitations on it like if that's how you worship that's not a problem but don't hate everybody else for doing that so but i dig the jumping uh, i'm good with it um for that like i think it's dumb when it's just like let's hop up and down like just for something that's just like poppy but like there were so many days where like i remember uh, attending a church that was um very like big on gospel music you know we're singing israel houghton we're singing that kind of thing where it's just like everything's um you know like it's got like a good bop to it and it's you know like it, it's just hyped up and it's fun and there usually a song or two like that in every set and so many times like i was serving in other areas of the church so i would often walk in like during that first song that was all hyped up so i'm not getting the like hey everybody good morning welcome why don't you stand and worship with like i'm like walking down the aisle to like catch up with my friends um you know like to the song you know like you are good bum, 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 bum. come on let's go and i'm you know walking down the aisle like let's do this you know and because it's like yeah i get it you know let, let's go big man why not um because we're singing to jesus like you are good all the time you know and so like this uh, it's your goodness and mercy and the power of the blood mm, yeah i can sing that i could i get hyped to that because that's that's a powerful testimony and i want that stuck in my i want that drilled into my thick skull 
So when I'm walking around and people are like, you know, what should I follow is Jesus? Like, man, if you saw me before, you would understand that I am alive for the sole purpose to stand here and tell people like you that the goodness and mercy of God is the only thing that transformed me. And it's by the power of his blood, the redeeming power of his blood to wash me clean of every sin of the guilt and shame of my sin and to release me from that. And it's not because I did something it's because I put my faith and trust in a God who loves me and he loves you. And he wants you to know that too. Testimony gospel right there. Boom. And all I had to do was like paraphrase part of the song. That's good. That was honestly better than I've heard a lot of church people do in sharing the gospel. I would love to hear people be able to articulate their testimony in the gospel like that, that simply and that clearly and that lovingly to people who need to hear it. So. That was mercy by elevation worship. Um, we have a lot of biblical connections there because it, that song is basically just the gospel. And it's saying that the reason for my testimony, it, I mean, it, it uses I language a lot, but it's all God focused in that. And I think, um, you know, especially for the worship leaders out there and for the people like, you know, the things I'm thinking of as a worship, because I'm, I'm a lead pastor, I'm a worship pastor as well. I lead worship often in my church. Um, and I coach and guide the other worship leaders, um, not because I'm the best musician, but because of the theological perspective on this. I'd rather have somebody mediocre up there who's got the heart and the perspective than somebody who's brilliant and doesn't get why we're doing this. Um, actually, a lot more uh, important that way because somebody who's talented and off is going to bring others with them into their offness and that that's no good so we don't want that um but this song man it's biblically sound um it it's something that i would love it's easily singable it's a good singable song um they sang that bridge a few times they sang the chorus a couple times um but none of it to excess it wasn't something where it was like oh my gosh yes you said that move on um because i want that i want that memorized like i want that in your heart where you know that um, I, I want you to be able to articulate that and use that as a jumping off point to share the aspects of your testimony that speak to that. I was this way, but then 
Ooh, the goodness and mercy of God. Let me tell you what he did and how he showed up in my life. Let me tell you how I was and what changed because of Jesus. And let me tell you that the only reason I'm any different now, the only reason that my destiny my destination is different, but also my life and my lifestyle is different. My heart is transformed because of Jesus and it's him and him alone. And let me tell you about what that's looked like in my life. And the reason I would share that is not because I want it to be about me, but because I want you to understand that it can be for you as well. And so that's, um, so I, I would love for my congregation to know and sing that I would love, um, you know, it, it's good singable. There's nothing in there that I would be theologically concerned with. And, um, on, on that note for anybody that's got an issue with elevation, like tell me one word in that song that's wrong. Because like, honestly, I'm going to, if I were to play it, there'd be like three or four people in the congregation who like listen to elevation and know the song. And then everybody else would just be like, Oh, that's a good song. And that's it. That'd be the end of it. They're not going to go start going to Elevation Church. Um, so it it's neither here nor there. Like it's not about that church. It's about local congregations singing godly music. Um, and I'm here for it, man. The song was great. Um, thank you, um, Isaac the Goat. Appreciate the wreck. And um, drop a comment in here if you like this. Um, leave a review. Leave a comment. Um, Whatever is available on the platform you're listening to, share this with somebody, let them know. And uh, let me know in the comments uh, what you thought of this and what you think. Maybe I missed something. Let me know. And uh, let me know what song you want to hear next or what other media. What do you want me to react to? I'm happy to take recommendations. All right. That's it for now. Be rad for Jesus. I'm out. This is Pastor Reacts. <laughs>